Welcome back to the Ignite and Inspire podcast, a podcast dedicated to sparking inspiration from everyday life and experiences. My name is Summer Van and I'm your host. No matter who you are, sparking inspiration is something that you have to be intentional about. So give yourself props for tuning in and capturing a bit of inspo. In last week's episode, we unpacked rejection from a holistic view and focused on shifting our mindset around how we think about experience and process rejection it was a really good episode really good conversation in my opinion so if you haven't listened to it after listening to this episode go back and tap in as always either leave a review a rating or comment either on your favorite podcast streaming network or on ignite and inspires instagram page you can find that below in the show notes or at Ignite and Inspire podcast on Instagram and let me know how you felt about the episode. In today's episode, I want to talk about controlling our emotions. Look, I'm no professional. I'm not going to pretend to be one. I can't speak on and I won't speak on mental health challenges as it pertains to emotional and physical control. That's a completely different ball game. Disclaimer aside, this may be a hot take, but It's damaging to think that emotions should be controlled. Throughout this episode, I hope to inspire you to give yourself and others around you a break. (laughs) There's so much going on in this world and your emotions are valid. How you feel is justified and how you feel is valid. So instead of aiming to control your emotions, I want to push you to aim to control your actions. Give yourself the space and opportunity to process how you feel so that you can channel those emotions in constructive or productive and or productive ways. In 2021, I noticed my patience significantly decrease. Painting the picture a little bit, we had just came out of 2020 quarantine. My senior year was nothing like I'd imagined it to be. I had worked throughout the summer before starting my full-time, meaning I never really rested in the transition between college and corporate. There was just a lot of change, a lot, a lot of change. And transparently, living at my edge, I am not the best when it comes to having my expectations not met or like not being met um, or like having plans and expectations for those plans, not really going to plan. I'm, I'm not the best with that. And 2020 and 2021 was full of nothing but that. So I fell into a post-grad depression and my temper, my patience, and a million other things just were so out of whack. Um, and I just wanted to be able to get a grasp of things so that I could just do the normal day-to-day. During that same time, I also saw a new therapist who posed a really thought-provoking question amongst many that honestly shook my world. I'd wanted to, for context, I'd wanted to get a better grasp of my emotional response to all of these situations, all of these changes occurring in my life, and I just couldn't do it by myself. So he straight up asked me, like, why do you need to control your emotions? Now, I'll be honest, the first couple times he asked me, I didn't get the point he was trying to make and honestly thought the question was quite stupid because my entire life, I knew why I needed to control my emotions. Like, you control your emotions so that your emotions don't control you, so that you are showing up as your best self in the world or whatever it may have you. 
but I appreciated him for repeatedly asking me that question session after session <laughs> because the more he asked me the more I, it pushed me to actually think about it a, a bit deeper now I'm gonna I'm gonna pause for a sec because I want you to take the opportunity take the time to think about the question and think about what your answer is what does it actually mean to control your emotions like seriously think about it what does that mean and why have we been programmed to think that that's something we should do is it the emotion that we need to control or is it the action that we decide and that we choose to take based on how we're feeling what emotions we have etc etc I came to realize that a part of me was villainizing the emotions that I had, labeling certain emotions as good or bad, like it's a bad thing to be angry or sad, but it's a good thing to be happy. And without the context of a situation, those arguments sound neutral, but within context could drastically shift the scenario. For example, if I were to say that I am so sad that my best friend got a promotion, then it shift your perception without even getting to the true understanding of why. I could go down a rabbit hole with that one, but the crutch of it is by me villainizing my emotions, that is determining that some emotions are good, some emotions are bad, some emotions I shouldn't have, some emotions I should have. I was shaming myself for how I felt and almost depicting this like cookie cutter Disney princess experience of how life should operate i was also almost like denying that what i was feeling was actually true i wanted this like picture perfect experience so bad to where i was trying to train myself to and program myself to only have good experiences in life that i should only be happy things should always be okay and that's just not real life that's not real life and it results to you bottling I'll speak for myself. It resulted in me bottling my emotions. I quite literally used to walk around telling myself and others that everything is okay. Like the world could be on fire, but it's okay. It's okay. You know, we'll make it to see tomorrow. Everything will be okay. And God willing, like, you know, he is number one. He's in control and he always, he always figures it out. But sometimes things just aren't okay. And that's okay. It's okay for things to not be okay sometimes. And I used to walk around telling myself and others that everything was okay, almost as if to keep myself and others in positive spirits, when really I was just masking. I realized that it's also connected to my need to people please and my desire to almost be palatable, cooperative, and or easy to be around. This, of course, led to me bottling a lot of my emotions, but my recovering people pleasers can attest that this becomes extremely tiring it's tiring remaining neutral in situations it's tiring being palatable it's tiring masking how you really feel to keep the spirits high and be the world's sunshining grace or whatever doing whatever it takes to keep the tides at bay it's draining it's exhausting and though that was like a really low period in my life i appreciate having gone through that experience because I needed to learn to stop putting a band-aid over my emotions and I needed to learn how to identify, recognize, and acknowledge them so that I could determine how I wanted to react. 
and furthermore, react in a way that wasn't self-deteriorating and also be okay with my reactions. Separately, 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 I remember growing up and seeing so many people around me, girls, but especially boys, especially boys being scolded for being angry, like sent to juvie or anger management centers or detentions or mental health centers or whatever it may have you, instead of actually being offered the support that they needed in as developing human beings. Children aren't wrong for feeling how they're feeling. They're not wrong for being upset or angry or confused or whatever it may have you. They shouldn't be punished for expressing their emotions in the only way that they know how to and the only way they've seen represented in their life. Nonetheless, this is a whole separate conversation and there's so much to unpack there. I'd now like to transition and make this a more actionable conversation Let's talk about tips that can be taken to tap into our emotions a bit further so that we can be more aware and in control of our actions to garner productive and or constructive outcomes and responses. Number one, name your emotions or symptoms and do your best to label them. This sounds a bit intuitive, but there's something so powerful about verbalizing how you're feeling calling it out by name like with your lips with your mouth (laughs) and putting them into the atmosphere around the same time i was introduced to an emotion wheel if you're new in this process of really tapping into your emotions and trying to understand them an emotion wheel is a great way for you to identify how you're feeling by selecting a basic feeling and further exploring what you may be actually feeling i'll post a few on instagram on the ignite and inspire podcast instagram page for your reference but this allows you to make what you're feeling real and to actually put a label on whatever is going on inside your mind body and spirit number two I'd remember that your behavior may be deceptive. Sometimes our actions are positive reinforcers or reinforcements on behaviors that we don't love or want to happen. And vice versa, we may be we may be rejecting or denying behaviors that we really actually want to happen and to continue. So it's important to recognize um, and take the time to yourself to identify what you're feeling and ask yourself if those feelings are in alignment with what's actually happening or how you're responding Um, because sometimes our actions are a bit deceiving and living at my edge a little bit I I can definitely attest to sometimes either reinforcing certain behaviors that other people do or rejecting certain behaviors or certain actions that people may do and i don't live life in regrets but they're definitely something to be mindful of um so that in the future i can live at my edge i love this little term uh live at my edge and be cognizant of how i feel so that i can further communicate with those around me about what i like what i dislike what I want to continue, what I don't want to continue, things of that nature. Number three, listen to your body. Even if you're unable to identify an emotion at the time, if the emotion will, for example, is just not not doing it for you, not working, lean on the energy you're feeling to guide yourself. Sometimes I can attest to not really being able to articulate 
exactly how I feel about something or a situation, but my spirit and energy will guide me to say like, oh, I don't know what I feel about this, but I like it. Or, oh, something about this doesn't feel right. Let me go the other way. It's the same intuition that comes to you when you may be in like a new environment and you may not feel comfortable, but you may not exactly know what it is making you uncomfortable. So you're like, you know what, let me, let me tiptoe somewhere else. Let me go somewhere else. Um, so all of this to say, lean on your intuition. More times than none, your body's intuition will always come through for you. So that was number three. Number four, and I've talked about this one before, meditation. I Meditation is a, it's a tricky one, but when you actually give it a try, it's not as difficult as it may seem. It really works, y'all. I hate to say it. I hate to say it, but meditation works. And it helps to bridge the gap between what you're thinking and what you're feeling and furthermore translates into the action that you you may want to see. Um, if you want to hear more about meditation, you can tap back into the first episode, I believe it was, and or leave a comment, uh, DM me and let me know like, hey, I want to talk a little bit more about meditation. We can always do that. We can always do that. Number five, journaling. I'll be the first to say that I am not the biggest fan of pen and paper journaling. Not that I think it's a horrible method, but for me, I struggle putting pen to paper my thoughts. However, comma, journaling is not just exclusive to pen and paper documentation. There are different ways to document and journal, and you should try different methods out to see what works for you whether it be making like video diaries or audio diaries or jotting things down in your notes app or having an actual diary. The common theme here is you allowing yourself the space to get whatever is floating around in your heart, mind, and spirit out. The other thing I really like about documenting or journaling your emotions or thoughts is that it allows you to track trends. And over time, you'll be able to see like, oh, back in August, I was I was triggered by this experience or I felt this way whenever such and such happened. It's kind of similar to how like when you're preparing for your annual checkup, you may write down or track trends on how your body is doing or reacting or feeling so that when you go to the doctor, you can actually verbalize and articulate how your body has been functioning you want to do the same thing with like your mood and your emotions um some people dream journal and that's like you tracking your dreams so that you can see if there's any consistencies from night to night or um whenever you sleep (laughs) lol but if you notice that when you have a certain routine your method tends to be happier then you know that doing that routine is good for you if you notice that every time you eat meat you're more sluggish then maybe you need to cut back or cut it out entirely nonetheless journaling is a really great way to document how you're feeling what's going on in your body and see over time what your triggers are jumping the number six Accept that what you're feeling is real and stop grouping them as good or bad. Mm. I talked about this in the beginning, but if you're anything like me, there are no such, like, just get it out of your head. There's no such thing as a good feeling or a bad feeling. They're just feelings. There are no good emotions or bad emotions. They are just emotions. 
and stop villainizing yourself stop villainizing your emotions stop shaming yourself for feeling the way that you're feeling so that you can actually process these emotions get over the hump of like feeling horrible about feeling what you're feeling and process these emotions and actually be actionable about your emotions it's also amazing to be able to identify your emotions and it allows you to be more aware of how you show up in this world so again give yourself grace you feel how you feel for a reason allow yourself to feel how you feel if you need to this leads into number seven but create the space that you need in order to safely process and explore these emotions every single day you should be allocating time for yourself whether that be five minutes 10 minutes 30 minutes an hour you should be dedicating time to check in with yourself and hit one of those body scans self-audit and identify how you are doing check in with yourself reduce the amount of stimuli or distractions present and figure out how you are doing tap in with yourself the other thing i'll say with this one because um i had to process this one myself like don't feel bad about isolating or for taking time to create the environment that you need for a second i had an interesting conversation with someone and maybe like i could do a whole episode about it but taking space for yourself is not a bad thing and don't let anybody make you feel bad about taking the space and the time that you need to pour into yourself or to check in with yourself and there's no like time limit on that sometimes you may need a couple minutes sometimes you may need a couple days whatever that may be advocate for yourself and don't feel bad about taking the time to process what's happening in your life and your environment number eight and this will be the last tip that i have for you all speak with a therapist or a life coach Sometimes we need someone to help us sort through the cloud, sort through what we're feeling. It's funny because when I was younger, I used to articulate it to my parents as like, it feels like something is buzzing, but I can't really understand or articulate like what is actually happening. Sometimes we need a professional to step in and ask us thought-provoking questions, guide us, give us exercises to help us process what we're actually feeling and what's going on on the inside. This is where control enters the building. Understanding where your emotions lie and the outcome that you want, you can then align your steps by asking yourself, what needs to happen in order for me to feel better or stronger about this situation? What's within my control? What's outside of my control? And what can I do to turn the situation around and feel better than I currently do right now? After you've answered those questions, you've identified how you're feeling, what you're feeling, why you're feeling it, and you've taken the time to assess your options, figure out what can be done to turn the situation around, lay them out, and determine from there, remembering that no reaction is also a reaction in and of itself. You also may want to consider ways to channel your emotions so that you can release this energy And that may mean playing a sport or working out, devoting time to a craft, getting closer in your spirituality, dancing, singing, meditating. Don't be afraid to test something new or try something new because you might find greater release trying something else than what you're currently doing. It's also important 
to remember and my cousin Kendall actually um, gave me this insight but life is filled with choices every single day we wake up and we make choices even if it's as little as the choice and the decision to snooze our phone or snooze our alarm when we wake up the decision to get up on time the decision to eat breakfast the decision to take the train instead of walking to work life is full of choices and though we can't control how we feel we can always 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 control how we respond knowing that we have to take accountability for our actions and how our actions make other people feel one of my favorite quotes amaya angelo I've learned that people will forget what you said, people will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. It's so powerful, something I say to myself, like that last part, people will never forget how you made them feel. That last part, it always hits different. Say that one, if not every day, every other day. And I don't think she meant to encourage like people pleasing, but rather encourage people to be mindful of how our actions make others feel. Speaking for myself, my emotional memory is so strong y'all it's probably stronger than my actual like recollection of events and i know you're probably like summer what (laughs) like huh but my memories are tied to experiences that had a lasting or significant impact on me emotionally like our brain stores only so much information i hate to break your bubble We can't be Einstein, we can't know all the things, (laughs) but my brain tends to recall most frequently experiences that had a strong emotional impact on me. Nonetheless, this topic or conversation makes me think about how I pray to guide my kids to be so in tune with themselves and God, their spirituality, well, I'm not going to say God, their spirituality, that they guide their footsteps based on the decisions and the outcomes that they want rather than what others want living their lives for themselves and not for others i want their connection to be so strong with their spirit i pray that that's god but i would want them to make that decision for themselves um but i pray that their connection is so strong with their spirit and with themselves that's something that no one can take from them um but in order to do that i have to do it for myself i have to be the model for them so alas we're going to continue to work on ourselves we're going to continue to grow and develop and to have these inspirational conversations thought-provoking conversations and i hope that this platform inspires you to do the same as we close out today's episode I can't help but acknowledge the turmoil of this world and the genocide continuing to develop and progress in Palestine. I'm praying for those fighting for their lives and for those who aren't even given the choice or the opportunity to do so. Through all of this, we can't lose our hearts and humanity to the world. We can't just give that up. Um, And additionally, we all need to be mindful of what we consume, how we consume it, and the impact of what we're consuming on our mind, bodies, and spirits. With that being said, in this episode, we explored our understanding of emotional control and discussed ways to grow our personal connections with ourselves so that we can channel our emotions in productive and constructive ways. We also talked about tips for developing emotional connectivity with ourselves so that we can actually identify and call out 
name what we're feeling and why. We also talked about channeling our emotions and making the conscious choices, conscious actions that we want based off of our emotions, that, the emotions that we identified. Remember that life is full of choices and we have to be accountable for the choices that we choose to make and how our choices and our actions impact those around us. If this episode touched you in any way, please leave a rating and review. So not only will I be able to see your thoughts and see what resonates with you, but so that this podcast can land on the doorstep of someone who needs a bit of inspo in their life. You can also follow the podcast on Instagram at Ignite and Inspire Podcast and follow me personally on my platforms. I've linked them all below in the show notes. Thank you sincerely for making me a part of your day and podcast listening experience. And I can't wait to get inspired with y'all in next week's episode. Chat soon.